Coldplay fans in the house, come on, yellow. I absolutely love that song. What I want to do tonight is actually dive into some of the lyrics throughout this song and see how it applies to my life and how it applies to your life. Before we jump into that, let's pray. God, I thank you for every teenager that is here. I thank you, God, that for the person that doesn't know you, to the person that has been walking with you and just uh, trying to be more like you, Jesus, uh, for the longest time, that tonight, God, each and every one of us would see you and all of your beauty and all that you do. We love you in your name. Amen. Amen. Look at the stars. Look how they shine for you and all the things that you do. I have a three-year-old daughter, and every night, me and my wife uh, put her to bed, and the routine looks like this. is where we have uh, bath time, get her all cleaned up, and we go into the bedroom. We get to read two books, three uh, if she's pushing it because I'm a pushover, so usually it's three books. Uh, and right now, she's really into a, uh, it's not a Cinderella book, it's a princess book with every Disney uh, princess in it. And uh, I've realized that my daughter, uh, she is a princess, and uh, she wants to be a princess at Disney. She absolutely is obsessed with them. The other book, I'm, I'm sure it's a crowd favorite, Green Eggs and Ham. Any fans of Green Eggs and Ham? Yes, yes. Um, Depending on the night, there might be some, some nights where she doesn't have uh, eggs uh, with a box or with a fox in a box. You know, I might skip that page. Uh, I might skip the train one because I'm trying to get to bed. And I'm telling you, she's smart. And she's like, we didn't see the fox. I'm like, you're right. Let's go back. Just get back up here. And uh, same thing, we'll skip the, skip the train, right? And she's like, we didn't, where's the choo-choo train? It's back here, you know, and get it. And she just keeps me up. I'm like, listen, babe, we, it's, it's bedtime. And so then we pray with her. Uh, a lot of times she wants to pray for Javen and Michael. She loves them. Uh, she wants to play for, uh, pray for Lauren. And, of course, uh, her, her new aunt, Mackenzie, she wants to pray for. And, uh, and after that, we kiss her, and we always end with a, it, it goes like this. Sweet dreams, I love you, good night, every time. And she milks that because we'll say it and then we'll leave the room and she'll like cry like, you know, the fake cry. She's like, Daddy, sweet dreams, I love you, good night. And I'm opening the door. I'm like, sweet dreams, I love you, good night. You know, like, and I shut it. And then it's like, oh, did it really mean anything? I'm like, oh, you know, now I feel bad. Like, sweet dreams, I love you, good night. Like I do. But stop saying it, okay? Like it's bedtime. Um, and, uh, but every night before we go to bed, I have a nightlight that is under her little side table that I turn on. And as she's gotten older, like, it was like that light wasn't bright enough for her. And so I actually started turning on the closet light, and then I would shut the, the closet doors, their sliding doors, just so a little bit of light is cracking through. And I realized as she got older why she wanted a nightlight. Because when she was younger, she, she, she slept in a crib. She didn't get out of bed throughout the night. She was stuck in one spot. But now, because she can get out of bed, because if she has to go to the bathroom, she needs to get out, she needs to know where she is. If she's having a bad dream, she needs to know where the door is so she can get to mom and dad. 
If she's, if she's feeling sick, like right now she is, it's like as soon as she wakes up, she wants to know exactly where she is so uh, she doesn't freak out. See, the reason that we leave the light nights on is so she knows exactly where she is and that she is safe. And as we're singing this song, or really Coldplay singing the song, because you do not want me to sing the song, um, when it says, look at the stars and how they shine for you and everything that you do. As I was listening to that, I was like, man, is this, is this God speaking to us or is this us speaking to God? And then I read in Genesis, and it said, God said, uh, said I command lights to appear in the sky and to separate day from night. And to show the time from the seasons, special days and years, I command them to shine on the earth. And that's what happened. God commanded the stars in the sky to shine so you would know the seasons. So you would know where you're at. So you would not be lost. So when things are going hard in life, you can look up and say, my God still has me. And at the same time, it's an amazing thing to look up and say, man, Look at all he's created. Because oftentimes it's easy to do this to get the self-focus on us. That yeah, look at the stars. Look how they shine for me, right? Look at everything that I do. It's just easy. I mean, maybe it's not you. It could just be me. That it's very easy for me to be selfish and think about it. But there's times when I feel so scared and I don't know how to handle things. And I'm telling you what, when I look at the stars, I'm like, all right, he created those. He can handle the situation I'm in right now. And actually, I don't know if you guys know this, but how many stars are actually in our galaxy? That's way off. <laughs> but thank you for, for playing the game. Uh, no, uh, less. Ready? 100 billion. 100 billion stars. Bro, in our galaxy alone, we have one of the smallest galaxies, and there's 100 billion stars in it. Look at this. This is what the night looks like. I mean, our galaxy, 100 billion stars. Is that crazy? Because when you look at that, you're like, oh, well, I can count them, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Like, there's not 100 billion stars there, but did you know this? That actually, when you look at this, all these stars that you see are star clusters. That's not one star you see right there. That is not one star. That's a star cluster. How many stars in a star cluster? One million. Every star on this picture that looks like one star is one million stars. Look at the stars and look how they shine for you and all the things that you do. Coldplay goes on to sing, I came along, I wrote a song for you and all the things you do. When you think of a song, at least for me, I think of a story, don't you? Like most people, songs, they're stories. Like look at Taylor Swift. All of her songs, they're stories about breakups, future boyfriends, Katy Perry. Like they're, they're songs about the people who have done her wrong. You know, like that's, they're, they're stories, all of them. And when I look at this, I think, God did write a song for me and he wrote a song for you. He wrote a story for you. He wrote a story on how to actually live your life and the plans that he has for you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to prosper. Plans for hope. A future. But someone else has a plan for you. Did you know that? 
Because if you look back in Genesis, God made Adam and Eve, and all was good in the garden. Everything was great. And God said, hey, Adam, Eve, this is what you can do. All of this, all of this, eat it. Have, have your way. You can eat from any single tree that you want. You can have apples. You can have pineapples. You can have grapefruits. You can have whatever you want. Bananas, anything, 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 anything. Just one small detail. This one tree right here, just don't eat that one. But all of this, oh my gosh, look at Millions. So many different things you can choose from. Just, just don't have this one. Cool? Cool. Have fun. Good luck. And this is what happens. The devil comes in as a snake and just like he does today, just to plant that one little thought. He went up to Adam and Eve and said, did God really say that you can't eat from that one tree? Like, he really said that? He said you can eat from all these, but that one, like, guys, that one tree, that's not going to kill you. That one tree isn't going to make a difference. Like, if you have all these to choose from, you think one tree is going to make a difference? No way. See, God had a story for Adam and Eve to walk with them in paradise. And God has a story for you to walk with you too. But maybe like me, you can relate that the devil still puts these little thoughts in your head. Hey, listen, you can talk a little bit of trash about her, right? I mean, she's probably talking trash about you. It's really not a big deal. Like, yeah, you're still a Christian. It's okay. Look at all the good things you say about other people. Listen, this one thing isn't going to make a big difference. Not knowing that a seed gets planted, that we continue to gossip and talk trash and beat people down with our words. Or what about when you go to a party, right? Like, hey, you're, you're like, I'm the Christian that's going. I'm going to reach my friends because they're in the party scene, so I'm going to help them. So you're like, I, I'm going to stay sober. I'm going to be like, Adam and Eve, like, look at all the good, look at all the good, look at all the good. But then there's that one little thought that comes in. Well, it's just one drink. My parents drink, and, and they don't get wasted. I, I could probably have a drink, Right? I mean, it's just, it's just one, it's just one hit. Like, it's not heroin. I'm not going to get stoned out of my mind. I just, it's just, it's just a little buzz. Or maybe you walk in here and you see different girls or you see different guys. And all of a sudden those thoughts pop in like, you'll never be as pretty as her. You'll never be as fit as him. And all of a sudden, these thoughts that pop in our mind, we start walking down a road that God did not intend for us. All of a sudden, we start going down a different path, a different story, when he's like, no, 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 don't focus on that one thing. Focus on me and let me show you where to go. But because of Adam and Eve letting sin into the world, you and I are now sinners. You and I inherit sin and then the devil continues to get us to sin with these different thoughts that he puts in our mind to try to steer us off course. So what do you and I do about that? What do we do when these thoughts come in and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I have had those thoughts. Is it really sinful? Is it really that bad? 
Well, Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And the Greek word, or the Greek, the word all means all. In Spanish, the word all means all. In Hebrew, the word all means all. And in English, the word all means all. You, me, my daughter, my wife, my grandparents, all of us have sinned against a holy God. And I bet, I bet you're like me thinking, well, what do I do now? If I have sinned, where do I go from here? And I'm glad that you asked because I really believe that Coldplay is going to help us out with this. Swam across, I jumped across for you. Oh, what a thing to do! Cause you were all yellow. I drew a line, I drew a line I swam across, I jumped across for you, for you. When he says that, who had to swim across? Who had to jump across? Well, the thing that happens with your sin and my sin is that we have a holy God, a perfect God, a beautiful God that cannot be touched by sin. And this is a horrible illustration, but I hope it kind of sinks into your mind, is that I no longer have an iPhone 7 Plus because I sold it because I'm going to get the iPhone 10 because I need an iPhone 10. I don't need an iPhone 10. I just want one. Um, but let's say all of us here had an iPhone 10, okay? That's getting ready to come out. Brand new. You don't even have a case for it yet. It is awesome. Now, I don't know if you have little children. Again, I, my, all my illustrations deal with little kids because it rules my life right now. Um, the other day, we were having pancakes for breakfast, and they were delicious, my wife did a fantastic job making them. And I know, right? Go Chrissy. I married way up. Um, my daughter is eating the pancakes with her syrup, and she wanted more syrup. So, of course, being a good dad, I'm like, you know. Um, I, <laughs> I was a little selfish. I'm like, oh, there's not that much left. Like, oh, here's a little bit. And she's like, I want more. I'm like, you know, I'm like, fine. Give me peanut butter. Um, anyways, being a good dad, I was hooking up with syrup. And then she turns to me, and does this with these little sticky nasty hands and I'm eating my food and I'm like no <laughs> and she's like I want to sit on your lap I'm like your hands are nasty she's like not this one <laughs> actually it is like <laughs> you just don't think it is 
And so I put her on my lap and I turn her because again, I'm a sucker. Um, I turn her, I'm like, don't, don't touch me. You know, like touch your food, touch the plate, touch the table, touch the napkin, definitely touch the napkin. Okay. Don't touch me. Now, if my daughter is around you with your brand new iPhone 10 and she's got these little sticky syrupy fingers and let's just go a next level. She also put honey the other day on her pancakes. She's got honey on her fingers too, okay? She's got syrup and she's got honey and she's got just, I mean, do you know there's drool and spit on it too? She's a kid, you know, like probably a booger or two. Like, right, just gross. You have an iPhone 10. If she says, can I hold your iPhone 10? Who here is saying, heck no. You're not touching my phone. Matter of fact, do not touch me. Matter of fact, go find your dad, you know? Like, that's what you guys would be saying. Now, again, this illustration totally breaks down on different levels, but those nasty little sticky fingers covered in filth and nastiness looking at a amazing-looking iPhone 10. Again, horrible illustration, but bear with me. God, perfect us little sticky finger hands he's like you i can't i can't even touch you i can't come near you because you're nasty you know but i want to just like I, I want my daughter i want her to touch me just not with her nasty fingers you know i'm telling you if you don't know my daughter you're gonna be like you know what i would let her hold my iphone 10 because she's cute but she's got to clean the fingers first you know and you got to put a case or two on your phone because you don't want her dropping and crack it um but that is seriously what it looks like for you and me in our relationship with God. Our sin is so disgusting. He's like, I, I want to be with you, Sarah. You don't know how much I desire to hold you, but I can't because there is sin on you. You have no idea how much I love you. I want to hold you, but there's a chasm between us. Because of your sin, there's this great chasm, like the Grand Canyon. And it is so wide, you cannot get to the other side. But because I love you so much, I will send my precious baby boy Jesus to you. And he will be the one that swims across, that jumps across to the other side. And the song says, oh, what a thing to do. That's right. Oh, what a thing to do. To send a perfect God into a sinful world to give us life. That is crazy think about it this way you have the star breather now becomes a star gazer walking the earth with you and i you have the one that formed humans in his hand breathed life into them and now he himself is being born a baby that has to have a mother uh, swaddle him rock him to bed stop him from crying Jesus was a real baby. He didn't walk, like, was born, was like, here's God. He was a real human that went from the all-supreme of the galaxy, of the universe, to now, I can't even get around myself. I have to have Mary or Joseph carrying me and taking care of me. The God of the universe did that the God who holds the world in his hand
came to earth to become a man and die at the hands of the world. Oh, what a thing to do. Like, this is choking me up. Oh, I don't deserve this. I do not deserve that kind of love. But that's what he does. Coldplay goes on to say, I drew a line. I drew a line for you. Oh, what a thing to do. Because this is it, right? Like, we love options, don't we? Like, we are an options culture. Because this is what it is, right? Right now, you can have an iPhone 6. You can have an iPhone 6S. You can have an iPhone Plus. You can have an iPhone 7, an iPhone 7 Plus. You can have an iPhone 8 now, iPhone 8 Plus, iPhone 10. Oh, and it's just not that, right? What size storage do you want? Do you want the 16? Don't do that. You want the 32? You want the 64? You want the 126? Like, what do you want? Okay, you have these options. Also, what color would you like? Would you like it in white? Would you like it in black? Would you like it in pink? Would you like it in gold? What color would you like? Not only that, what apps do you want on your phone? Because even though the phone comes with certain apps, I have a phone app, right, on my phone. So do you. But the option is, is that my phone app is in a different place than your phone app. My, my iMessage app is in a different place than your iMessage app. I have different apps on my phone, and I have different wallpaper on my phone. When you look on my phone, my wallpaper is my daughter's. If I looked on your phone and saw a wallpaper of my daughter's, I'd be like, Why well, you got pictures of my daughter on your phone? On your phone, you probably have a wallpaper of your boyfriend. If I pulled up my phone and had a wallpaper of your boyfriend, you'd be like, we got options. We want options. And so Jesus, in all of his glory, says, I drew a line and I drew a line for you. I'm giving you options. Matter of fact, but I'm not, I'm not going to overwhelm you with options because they can get overwhelming. What phone do I get? Do I get the A, the A plus, how many gigs, the 10? Oh my gosh. Like he's like, hey, we're going to simplify it for you. You got two options. You can choose life or you can choose death. As simple as that. Two options. And, and, and because in John 14, 6, it says, this is Jesus speaking. He says, I am the way. I am the the truth, I am the life. Without me, no one gets to the Father. You want to know the star creator? You follow me. You want to know what life is? You follow me. You want to know what the truth is? You follow me. You want to know what the way is? Remember earlier we talked about that the devil tries to take you off on his own way? You want to know what the right way is? Follow me. And it's as simple as this. Two options, because you're either following Christ or you're not. It, it, really, it really isn't complicated. We're either Christ followers or just consumers. What do I want? What do I want in my life? I drew a line. I drew a line for you. Oh, what a thing to do. Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death. Now, when we talk about wages, like when you have a job, your wages are what you're going to make, you know? So Sarah, you work at Shades. So when you're working at Shades, you're like, hey, I'm getting paid nine bucks an hour, 10 bucks an hour, whatever it is, you know? Like that's your wage. You get paid for working. Now, our wages for sin is not nine bucks an hour, 10 bucks an hour. It's not five bucks an hour. 
It's not 50 cents an hour. What we're going to get paid for our sin is death. Jesus clearly states it, and he says, but you don't have to take that payment. I'll be the one that takes that payment for you. You just have to follow me and know that I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And so what happens next? If you and I say, okay, I want to choose, I want to go on that side of the line. Like, how do I choose Jesus? What happens next? What do I have to do? Answer is nothing. Because you can't do anything. You actually cannot earn salvation. You can't earn that. Coldplay goes on to say, your skin. Oh yeah, your skin and bones. You know what, let me help illustrate this better with this visual of Jesus and what he did. Your skin, the beautiful skin of a beautiful Savior, it turns into something beautiful. Oh, you know, for you, I bleed myself dry. For you, I bleed myself dry. The price of our sins, the price is sacrifice. But we, we can't sacrifice anything. You can't be good enough. You can't give enough money. You can't be a, the best humanitarian. This is what you deserve. In God's eyes, because of your sin, this is what you and I deserve. But Jesus says, for you, I'll bleed myself dry. All you have to do is choose me and I'll take the beating. I'll take the whipping. I'll take it where people can't even recognize me. All you have to do is follow me. I say, I trust Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. As you're watching this clip, it's obviously horrendous to, to watch. But in real life, it was even worse. The beating, the scars, the pain. I'm just going to have the band play lightly behind me, and we're just going to watch this for a moment, thinking about what Jesus went through for you and I. you imagine the God of the universe, the King of the universe being mocked? Crown of thorns being placed on his head? The people, you and I, who, who he came to save, now spitting on him, cussing him out, throwing rocks at him. The hand that nails him to a cross.
our Savior who becomes unrecognizable to become the sacrifice to say I I will become sin so you can become sinless I'll take that pain Romans 5 8 says but God demonstrates his own love towards us that while we are still sinners Christ died for us look at him while you and I are still sinners he died for us Romans 10 9 says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead you will be saved because here's the thing as we see this video and it is so heartbreaking and it is so just ridiculous and when I was editing this the other day I was crying doing this I'm like they did that to my Lord and Savior but it's so easy to focus on this which we do so often but to forget that three days later after our Savior died the whole point of his death was to say in three days I'm gonna live I'm gonna raise from death I'm gonna conquer death I'm gonna have life so you can have life I am the way I am the truth and I am the life that is what our Savior did everybody stand up tonight I'm gonna have everybody bow their head and close their eyes I just read from Romans that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved you can choose that line you can make that stand right now and saying I'm choosing Jesus I'm choosing life I'm choosing the way I'm no longer following what the devil tries to put in my head I'm no longer following these lies these insecurities I'm not following what what the world throws at me and says this will make you happy these drugs will make you happy this drink will make you happy. This knife, these, these blades will make you happy. These friends will make you happy. But Jesus says, listen, listen, listen. I'm not telling you, I'm not promising you a life of happiness, but I'm promising you life and I'm promising you hope and I'm promising you joy and I'm promising you the way and I'm promising you I have a story for you. It's the most beautiful story.